Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. Hello, Compassionate Educator. I am very, very grateful that you are here today because we are talking about a single activity that has the ability to change lives. So right now we have just ended Thanksgiving and we're really in the epicenter of the holiday season. And as the song says, for many it feels like the most wonderful time of the year, but it's not that way for everyone. This time of year can be so stressful. I hear it from teachers every year. I hear it from the children. While we're putting extra time and activities and food together for our families, there are many students whose families may be in the middle of a battlefield divorce, or they might be homeless, sleeping on a friend's couch, or have maybe even lost a family member and are struggling to understand what that even means. Some children have a more difficult time self-regulating because this time of year can be very confusing. And you might be seeing this come up in your class. So sometimes during this time of year, you're seeing more behavior challenges. You're having children who just seem to be kind of losing it and you're wondering what's going on. Well, if you think about it, sometimes they have classmates that are talking about presents that they'll be getting or are going to Disney for vacation, while those students wonder if there's even going to be anything special waiting for them at home. They might even wonder if they'll have food, much less have any fun over the holiday break. Now, all of these feelings can really agitate a child's ability to regulate their emotions and We know that when emotions are ramped up, behavior responses become even more challenging. So last week we spoke with Beth about the zones of regulation, and I really want you to continue to implement that so your students can identify their feelings and discover appropriate tools to help them self-regulate. But today we are going to take it a step further. All right, so what can we do? Every thing has a season and I believe that this time of year we focus on gratitude for good reason and just because Thanksgiving is over I don't want it to be over in your classroom it should be the art the gift of gratitude should be happening year long here's why gratitude has been scientifically shown to reduce toxic emotions Isn't that incredible? All of those confusing feelings that can arise for your students begin to subside as we focus on appreciating the present moment. So all of those toxic, harmful emotions that are being bottled up in our children every day, that expression of gratitude can really start to loosen that up and have a release to it. And also gratitude increases empathy. Do you remember in episode three when Barbara Gruner talked about how empathy has all kinds of amazing benefits? So she talked about how empathy can 
improve relationships and decrease bullying behaviors. And guess what? Gratitude practices are basically gasoline to the empathy fire. Okay, so not sure if that's the right imagery, but let's go with it. So practicing gratitude is like the sunshine to an empathy flower. (laughs) So do you get what I'm saying? Do you see it? I'm trying to give you the images to actually see what gratitude has the ability to do, right? So it's an extra boost, okay? (laughs) So what else does science show about gratitude? Well, according to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky, participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others acknowledging that gratitude reduces aggressive behaviors. So we really want our kids to have this practice of gratitude because it's going to lower their rate of violence. And, you know, who, of course, doesn't want that when you have 20-some-plus children in your classroom? And if that isn't evidence enough for you to bring gratitude practices to your students, how about these? I'm going to go through a list so that you can really see how big and wide and important this is. Okay, ready? So gratitude reduces stress, builds resiliency, improves sleep, increases physical health, and raises self-esteem. Okay, so now is that enough evidence for you as to why you should be intentionally building gratitude into your daily classroom routine? So if that's not enough for you, reducing stress, building resiliency, improving sleep, reducing violence, increasing physical health and mental awareness. Now, if that's not enough for you, then stop listening right now (laughs) because I'm going to talk to you about how to really bring this in to your classroom. As you know, I am all about simple yet effective strategies for bringing what we talk about into your classroom. And I love doing this in a big way with my clients when we talk one-on-one or in small groups. We really hone in on being able to identify what's happening in the classroom and pulling some simple yet effective strategies to personalize what is needed for that particular teacher at that time in that classroom, which is so powerful. But today I am going to give you a few strategies that you can use for your classroom, um, whether you are, again, in elementary, middle school, high school, you can even use this if you work with adult learners, okay? So bring this out at your next PD if you are so inclined. All right, do you have paper and pen ready? You'll want to write this down. Okay, so number one is the first thing is to have a prompt. So a lot of people aren't in the practice of giving thanks on a regular basis. And if they do, it might be for really routine things. So uh, maybe you have students who are used to giving prayer before a meal, for example, and that's an act of gratitude. Maybe you have students who 
say that they're thankful for not having homework. (laughs) And that's just fine. That's an act of gratitude. But we really want to build this skill. Okay, so have a prompt. A prompt could be something, for example, as uh, having them write, I am grateful for something that is blue, right? So you could have them think of a certain color. Or I am grateful for something that smells good. So you can use the senses to prompt this gratitude activity. You could also incorporate different aspects about school. So you could say to the students, think of something you are grateful for that we do at school or be more specific. So you could say, you know, think about a book that you are most grateful for. So really, whatever it is that you want to focus on that day, you're going to turn that into a gratitude prompt. And you can get really creative with this. Again, this is something that in maybe elementary school, the color um, combination can be really fun for them. Maybe for the older students, you want to dig a little deeper and have them consider what is something, what is a skill that you have that you are grateful for. So this is kind of a two-pronged response because they're practicing gratitude and they're also recognizing their own inner strengths. So for those older students, if you have given them a prompt that requires more thought, give them more time to respond. And again, yes, these activities are going to take a couple minutes out of your day, but I promise that in the long run, you will make up that time because you are going to have a classroom that is more focused, that you are building a sense of community. So those students are going to want to be there and they're going to be more likely to listen to what you have to say and to want to do the work in your classroom because they know you care. Because these activities, remember, we want to think about not only what we are teaching, the content we are teaching our students, but as life-changing educators, we're thinking about how we make that student feel. So if they feel that you care, if they are getting into this gratitude practice and all of these wonderful benefits are happening to them, no, they're not going to realize that they're getting better sleep because they are routinely and habitually practicing gratitude, but they're going to feel a lot better. So again, taking a couple minutes every day to work this in is going to just 10x the return, okay? So that is one way that you can bring a gratitude practice into your classroom. Here's another one. I know that a lot of classrooms love different chants, different call and responses. So here's a new one for you. As the teacher, you can say, I am thankful you are here. And the students respond, I am thankful to be here. So again, I'm going to say that one more time. So you as the teacher says, I am thankful you are here. And the students respond. Now you teach this call and response, just like any other call and response. 
you have to pre-teach it. So after you say, I am thankful you are here, the students say, I am thankful to be here. And yes, I already hear in the back of your mind, you are thinking about those couple of kids that won't want to say it, or they might have some response that isn't necessarily the kindest. That might be the case, but you are going to bring this into your classroom on a regular basis if this is what you choose to do. And they're just going to get used to it. And a lot of the kids who are resistant at first, they sometimes end up being the ones who end up leading it. <laughs> so keep going. Remember, you are in charge of your classroom. You are the leader. You do not have to manage anyone's behaviors right now. If they don't want to say it, they don't say it. They simply listen. If they close their ears, if they, you know, plug their ears with their fingers, oh well. <laughs> you keep doing it because you are the leader of the classroom and they can choose to not follow along or they can choose to follow along later. later. But most of the class is going to respond, especially if you keep at it and you show that it's important, okay? All right, so, and a lot of the kids, they love this anyways. They love their call and responses, so go with it. <laughs> All right, so the next one is have the students write one word on a post-it note as they enter your classroom. So here you are going to have post-it notes available, and this is especially useful for middle and high school when you don't have a lot of time so maybe once a week you are using a prompt, but then the other days of the week, you really, you know, want to be intentional about having the gratitude practice, but you just technically, literally do not have the extra five minutes. I completely get that. So have post-it notes ready. As your students enter the classroom, have them write one thing. It can be just a single word or it can be a sentence of something that they are grateful for that day. And even if the students are writing the same word every day, guess what? That's okay because they are still practicing their gratitude. You can ask them, hmm, is there anything else that you're thankful for today? But even if they're using the same word every day, they are still practicing their gratitude and eventually, they might get bored with saying the same thing every day, um, so they might change the change it up themselves, anyways. But you know, I always I always tell educators, don't take what the student does personally. Really, don't take it personally. So this is something that you are helping them to do, and you are helping them with this practice because you know the amazing benefits of it but you are not responsible for the long-term outcome of what they choose to do with it. Some of them, for some of your students, as you incorporate these practices, they're going to remember this and use it for the rest of their lives. Some of them, they aren't going to touch it again after they leave your classroom. And that's okay because we are not worried about 
having everybody recognize everything that we do as this, you know, great moment of life-changing benefits. But we know that as we create these intentional practices in our classroom, that lives are going to change, that it's going to be a more compassionate, more kind, caring place in your classroom. And that is going to be benefiting your students. That is going to be helping you. Because remember, we are here to be life-changing teachers without self-sacrifice. So as you shift your classroom and you incorporate these gratitude practices, guess what? This is going to benefit you too. And you're not just going to be giving, giving, giving every moment. Your students are going to be pulling from within themselves this wonderful piece of gratitude and they're going to be considering what they're thankful for and they're going to recognize more and more things around them that are that are helpful and they're going to start to change their approach and their attitude. So be consistent with it. Keep it up. If you have any questions about incorporating this gratitude practice, um, you know, within your own classroom, if you want to run any ideas past me, always feel free to reach out. Remember to go to the Facebook group, Compassionate Educators, where you can connect personally with myself and with an amazing group of educators who are out there changing lives without self-sacrifice. I cannot wait to hear all about the gratitude practices you are incorporating in your classroom. If you enjoyed this episode of the Compassionate Educators Show, please head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. This will help other educators find the show and join the Compassionate Educators movement. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, Let's keep changing lives without self-sacrifice.